Hey, y'all. Real quick before I hit play on this episode of Familypreneur for you, I want to be sure that you know that I have a brand new podcast available for you to check out. It's called Just Marketing, and you can find it on this podcast platform. Go ahead and search for Just Marketing and hit subscribe so you don't miss anything. Then come back here and listen to this episode of Familypreneur. It'll still be here waiting for you. Welcome to Familypreneur, the podcast for parent entrepreneurs, raising kidpreneurs. It's time for your weekly dose of inspiration and actionable tips to build your business and find better balance, all while strengthening your family. And now we'd like to introduce your host. She's my mom and the bomb.com, Meg Brunson. Welcome to episode number 11 of the Familypreneur podcast. I'm super excited to welcome Sarah Humes to the show today. Although Sarah is relatively new to the business world, she's been doing the wife and mom thing for about 13 years now. She's married to her husband, David, and they and their children, Micah and Lydia, bravely entered the business world with a company called Encourage Living. Their mission is to help people do brave things every day. Hey, Sarah, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me, Meg. I want to jump right in and have you tell me about what you do at Encourage Living. Well, at Encourage Living, I do a little bit of everything, um, but mostly right now I focus on public speaking. I go do seminars, currently locally. I'm hoping to branch out very soon and do webinars and who knows, maybe be traveling around a little bit more soon. But I do seminars um, helping people find ways to live brave every day, whether that means overcoming your fears or learning how to communicate bravely, just learning how to do life differently, looking at everyday situations more bravely and with less fear. And whereabouts are you? What's local for you? Local for me is in Northwestern Pennsylvania, right in the heart of the snow belt. So why is bravery so important in our culture? You know, honestly, a lot of times we think that we are these brave people, you know, especially when we have these computer screens in front of us and our smartphones and and we say things that we've never said before. But truthfully, we're kind of living behind facades. And what I was finding in my own life, especially with women my own age, I'm in my mid-30s, is that there's a huge problem with anxiety and there's a huge problem with connection. And I was actually dealing with anxiety disorder. And at one point, even some mild agoraphobia, I was not leaving my house. I was just struggling. And I realized that I was missing out on this whole big life that was just meant to be lived. And and once I really worked through that with, you know, truly like seven years of therapy, (laughs) not going to lie, It took a lot of work, but I was just like, so many people are missing out. And I just want to encourage the whole world. You know, there's that word again, encourage. I want to encourage the whole world to embrace life the way I have now. I've got to experience the worst and now I'm living the best. And I really want people to get to experience what I'm, what I'm living because it's amazing now that I've grasped a hold of my courage and, and uh, it's just incredible. So what are some of the things from your past that you've specifically overcome that have really propelled you into starting Encourage Living? To be quite honest, I originally started with some 
more typically rational fears. I kind of had a little bit of a rough background growing up. I grew up on a farm. And so I started um, with some fear of like mice and rats, which are pretty typical rational fears. But when my husband and I got married, we lived in this dinky little trailer. Uh, It was just a 700 square foot trailer. It was tiny, but it was literally in the middle of the woods. And most people in our area loved it because they're like, it's just this beautiful little piece of heaven. And I hated it because mice kept getting into our house. And so we called this exterminator in and he's like, you can't get rid of mice in this place. Like you're a trailer in the woods. You're not getting rid of it. And so I noticed that um, I would stop going into the kitchen because that's where I'd see them. And so suddenly I wasn't cooking dinner for my family anymore. I started avoiding going home. My husband at the time was working many, many hours. And so I was miserable. I wasn't my best self as a wife. I wasn't my best self as a mom. And as a result, we kind of rushed into buying a house that maybe we weren't ready to buy because I couldn't live there one more moment. That fear led into a full-blown anxiety disorder. And so like I had mentioned, we're talking agoraphobia. We're talking going to the grocery store was an event. Honestly, like I had to take prescription medicine to go to the grocery store. I had a whole coping plan to deal with anything from going to church to um, how to handle things like parent-teacher conferences. It was a big deal. Like everything was an event in my life. I remember one time I went to Chick-fil-A with a friend and I spilled my drink and it sent me into a full-blown panic attack to the point where that led into a, a series of weeks where I wouldn't leave my home because I felt like everybody was judging me just from that one little event. And those fears of just feeling like the world was crashing in on me was just so disruptive. And it really broke my heart looking back. There was a whole, um, obviously I had a lot of a lot of chemical imbalances and things like that, that medication did help me overcome. But there was also a mindset shift that I really needed to work through. And um, it was incredible once I worked through that. And, and I love helping people work through those mindset shifts and, and just being mindful, being where they're, I, in our family, we say being where our feet are, you know, realizing that even though we think all these horrible things are going on or might happen, that just being where our feet are truly most of the time, everything is okay. And it's just really, it's a really powerful thing. So what was it that pushed you into seeking help for what you were going through? I think it was realizing just how I wasn't the mom or the wife that I had always envisioned being. I, I am such a relational person and I adore my husband and I love being a wife and Obviously, I love being a mom too, but, and so when I realized that, like, I was afraid to cook my husband dinner and he was miserable because I was miserable, that broke my heart. And then I look at, you know, I have a daughter and a son and both of them are just so amazing and wanting them to never feel like I felt, never wanting them to be captivated by fear, always wanting them to feel free and just wanting them to overcome it. Like that was my big thing. Like I wanted to be an overcomer so that my kids could be an overcomer. And so that was a huge thing. And and so my family was a huge drive. And then realizing that the world just needed, I realized that I truly was a powerful person. Like I had a lot of 
light to bring into the world. And so I wanted to get better so that I could bring my light into the world. I didn't want to just uh, stay in my house and not let the world see what I had to offer. You mentioned to me earlier, too, that you came from a past with some financial struggles, right? Yes. I mean, growing up, my parents, uh, they were awesome, but my dad um, got sick when I was in fifth grade. That led to a lot of really severe financial problems. And so, um, and neither one of my parents really had an entrepreneurial spirit. So um, starting my business has, in and of itself, has been an act of courage. You know, obviously, I started my business because I want people to feel empowered. But starting my business has also led me to feel very empowered. It's just this awesome win, 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 win. Everybody is winning here. It's incredible. It's amazing. So... And do you think that that's impacted how you want to raise your kids because you came from parents who weren't entrepreneurial? Absolutely. I love it because my son, he's 11, and he always talks about how he wants to own his own restaurant. And it just makes me so excited because knowing that he has dreams of owning something of his own and wanting to create something in this world, I think that, you know, really any of us, And not to negate like, you know, normal, you know, and I'm using the air quotes here, but not to negate the normal job because there's so much power in in all of our work. But um, I love the fact that he wants to create something in this world. He wants to say, and I love, he's always like thinking of these dishes that he wants to artistically create and bring into the world. He doesn't want to just live status quo. And the great thing is that his sister loves him so much that he's like, she's always saying, I want to work with my brother. I want to work for my brother. And the great thing is she has like this blossoming spirit that she would be like the best hostess ever. (laughs) She would be the great face of the restaurant. It'd be amazing. (laughs) And how old is she? She's eight. She is like a shining star. She has like this beautiful red hair and, um, She'd also be a great actress. I don't know what she's going to end up being, but she really does want to work at the restaurant with her brother. <laughs> it's so cool to see how they bounce off each other. And they're probably not always friends though, right? Okay. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say like 97% of the time they are on board. And I think honestly that comes from my background because like my sister died very young. And so um, they have been taught from a very young age. I'm like, oh, I don't get my sister. So you will treat your sister and your brother with kindness all the time. That is one of our family values that I drill into my kids because, yeah, and it's just because of my background. I just, I refuse to tolerate because I would do anything to have my sister. So, well, you'll be a great family restaurant someday. Yes. (laughs) And then how are your kids being incorporated involved with your business now? Because you do incorporate them. I do. And I actually, I love this part. Um, So right now at the time of recording, this is like our Christmas season. And I love it because I just did this, um, this awesome talk called Have Yourself a Courageous Little Christmas. And I spoke at local libraries and we spoke about how we really reined in the gifts about three or four years ago. And so Micah did a very honest video about what it was like that first year where we went from them getting tons of gifts down to just getting like four gifts. And he was super honest. He was like, you know, that first year, seeing just a few gifts underneath the tree wasn't so fun until I opened them. And I love that he was completely honest. Like 
there was no sugarcoating. And the great thing was when he was, he was like talking to the parents that were at these presentations and he's like, but here's the thing. Even if your kids get mad at you, it's okay. <laughs> like he was just being so completely honest. And um, I just love that. He was just really speaking the truth. And because, um, you know, that first year was hard on them, but now they love it because they know that we really spend a lot of time thinking about what to get them. And, you know, we're just not buying them random stuff. They, uh, they really treasure each gift they get. And so it was just cute um, just seeing him come alive and just speak truth to, to my people, the people that I want to reach. He was speaking truth to them. And then sometimes he likes to come along and he likes to call um, himself my manager. He likes to sell my um, merchandise for me. But Lydia also has come along um, with me as well. That's my daughter, Lydia. And she, she's so cute because when she comes along, she just loves to engage everybody. Sometimes she'll raise her hand during my speech and say, I have something to add to that. <laughs> so both of them just really, they add to what I'm saying. And I'm always asking them, you know, why don't you share what you think about this? Because a lot of what I speak about is our everyday living because I talk about you know, what we're doing on an everyday basis. So they're sharing their thoughts with me and uh, they, you know, I record them or, or bring them with me almost every single time I do something. So I love it. They're just, they're part of what I do. That's awesome. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. They are, they're, they're really funny kids too. They are hilarious. Now, are they in traditional school or do you homeschool? They are in traditional school. I actually had considered, I almost homeschooled Lydia this year. And then she ended up getting probably the most perfect teacher for her ever this year. And so I said, you know what? She needs to, she needs to go. So I did homeschool Micah early on and then we sent him and, uh, but both of them are, um, they're both in the gifted program and sometimes it just terrifies me. Like they are just, uh, they're just so like incredibly bright and I don't know what to do with that. Like, (laughs) So I love that they just get to go and um, do their thing and, and learn from people who are incredibly smart and and I'm just cheering them on. I'm the mama cheerleader. So so when you give your presentations, are you typically giving people like tips on how to overcome experiences or how to be more brave in their life? Could you share some of those tips with people who are nervous, maybe about starting or scaling? Absolutely. So one of the things that I'm really focusing on right now is relationships. Have you ever noticed how, especially as women, sometimes we let our insecurities stop us from creating these incredibly rich relationships with people who we could actually be amazing friends with? Have you ever noticed that? Yeah. Yeah. And so um, I'm really doing a lot of focus on that in 2018 because I think it is an, it takes an incredibly brave person to say, you know what, maybe I am insecure about this area of my life, but I want to work through this so that I can become friends with somebody who maybe I've never been friends with before. And so like I, what I do in my, in my topics and my speeches is I'll take that and I'll break it down and I'll say, okay, so what are some areas that maybe we're insecure in? And I always use the topic or the example of the lady at the PTO meeting who is perfectly put together mm-hmm. and who all the other moms are like, oh, she's so perfect. We're all just going to like kind of snub her because of her perfectness. And that always has bothered me because I'm like, we don't know 
the true story about what is happening with that mama. I always want to say, why are you, why are you instantly judging her when you would never want to be instantly judged? So I, I teach people to ask themselves more like self-awareness. Like it takes incredible bravery to be self-aware. So going back saying, hmm, is there an insecurity of mine that is causing me to judge her? And so like self-reflection, we do, so, we do a lot of self-reflection. We do a lot of affirmations, self-affirmations, recognizing what we are truly good at. Because I think a lot of times our insecurities come from the things that we're afraid that we're terrible at, which in most of the time in reality is not true at all. And so like finding the things that, that we're actually pretty good at, even though we wouldn't believe that. And, you know, the things that we need improvement on, improving them so we're not insecure about them. And then tackling them and getting them out of the way so that we can go meet that new friend. So that we can, you know what I mean? Just breaking down those, those barriers because I am all about that. I love when Brene Brown, I don't know if you've heard of Brene Brown. She's an incredible author. If you are listening to this, I encourage you to go find Brene Brown's books. She has, is, she's a life changer. And um, I love, the, in one of her books, I think it's um, Braving the Wilderness. She says, it is so hard to hate up close. And I love that. And it was so inspiring. And I'm like, part of what I do with Encourage Living is uh, I want people to be brave enough to love people. And if you want to love people, do that. Bridge those gaps, you know, like find people that you would never consider being friends with and go make a new friend. And I love it. Like we want to teach our kids to do that. So why don't we as adults do that? And um, it's incredibly brave. And I love it. And it just makes the world a better place. You know, we want this world to be better. So let's do it. Let's have fun with it. When you were talking about like the PTO mom and making friends, I feel like you can also very easily make that connection to networking. Yes. I'm doing a lot more in-person networking for my business, joining chambers of commerce and and local associations and going to expos. And I think that, I mean, if I'm going to be honest, you get those situations where maybe you see somebody and you think, well, their business makes more money than mine does. Why would they want to talk to me? Or I'm new and they're established. Why would they want to talk to me? Or they probably can't afford me or they probably wouldn't value me. Like you think these things. Yes, exactly. A lot of those lessons would be applicable in those situations to help business owners grow their business as well as grow those relationships. Absolutely. And it's, it's just all about learning about what you offer the world. And when you discover how much you as a person offer the world, it really does help you break down those insecurities and it helps you feel in, incredibly courageous. And it is, it's just amazing. So I love, I love that example you gave too. That is wonderful. I almost didn't start my initial business. Um, my focus is on Facebook marketing, which I feel like everybody does. And, and my opinion was like, why do they need one more person? And I really believed that for a long time, you know, and it took somebody else, multiple somebody else's, to be honest, telling me that it's, because you're bringing yourself and your own unique experiences and your unique delivery. And, and it took a while. And I feel like it's important for people to know that people who are established still had to overcome the same things. Yes. There's probably very few people who have been confident through every step of the journey that they were on the right path, you know? Right. Yes. And I always think about the fact that each person can only reach like specific people. You know what I mean? Like 
you can reach people that, that those other Facebook marketers could never reach. Your podcast is going to reach people that my podcast could never reach. And I love that. Like I love as when we work together as humanity and when we work past those insecurities and we cheer each other on, it gets me so excited and I just love it. It, it just pumps me up. Do you have opinions or approaches on, on competition and how that, I, I feel like you would not being like enemies, but, but being collaborative. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, because you can either, that's it. Like you can either work together or you can work against each other, you know? And I mean, honestly, and sometimes a little competition can really up your game too. You know, I just think about, because I actually am a pretty competitive person. Monopoly games in this household will show you that. True story. I have made an eight-year-old boy cry. I'm going to admit that. (laughs) Was it your son or some other eight-year-old boy? It was my son three years ago. And I I may feel a little bit of shame about that. However, (laughs) so I am by nature a competitive person. But I think there's something to say about like when you have a competitor, as long as you don't let that competitive spirit absolutely control you, it can propel you to a lot of good. You know, like there's that, that um, neck and neck thing where like, you know, think about when pe- two people are running, you run faster. You run faster when you have a, a person going beside you. You do your best work sometimes when you know that someone else is, is doing great work right beside you. And, um, and I think that competition can be awesome. And there is that collaboration um, that is just fabulous. You know, that's, um, I just think it's incredible. That's why I love the Facebook groups where you have a whole bunch of writers or a whole bunch of speakers or a whole bunch of podcasters. When they all get together and they start collaborating, instead of competing together, it's amazing. I love it. Yeah, working together and everybody ends up a couple steps ahead. Yes, it's amazing. That is great. So what would your number one piece of advice be? So a parent pursuing entrepreneurship comes to you and asks you, like, what's the one thing that that you could tell her? I would truly encourage anybody getting into business, parent or not parent, to make sure you know what your core values are. Knowing what you stand for, what you believe in. I think when you go to make big changes in your life, and I know for me, my business was a huge change in lifestyle how to run my family, how to run my household, knowing what my core values are, they give me an anchor to come back to. Just the other day, I kind of had one of those moments where I felt like the household was kind of falling apart. Learning how to run a household and a business is a lot of work, but I had my core values to come back to. And I knew that I didn't want to yell at the people in my household because kindness is a core value in our household. And I knew that I wanted to get my household back in order because hospitality is one of our core values. You know what I mean? Like I have those core values to come back to and knowing what they are just always is an anchor for me. They, they anchor my business, they anchor my family and they anchor me personally. I just think that once you know what your core values are, they can help give you a mission statement in your business, in your family. And they have just helped propel me along every step of the way. Knowing that about myself has just given me purpose. And I think that that is just one of the, the most important things you can do. Now, how did, do you mind sharing, like, how did you determine your core values or what they are? Well, a lot of my core values, I, um, I just did like really nerdy worksheets that I found on the internet. <laughs> 
I mean, I don't, my family doesn't have like identified cord values, you know, to be honest. So I don't even know. I'd be Googling. I just wasn't sure if you had. Yeah. I, I actually heard about core values um, from another podcast that I was listening to. And um, it just, it really resonated with me. I know that I need anchors in my life because like when you do have so much change coming around, like having something that stays stable, is just so, so amazing. Really, if you think about it, like there are things that have stayed the same about your personality, no matter what age or stage you are in. And I think that that's really cool. Like to have, and to have them identified, they're just incredible. And to have a family conversation about your core values, it feels a little awkward at first, but it's actually really fun. And my kids loved talking about the hospitality one because that's a huge one for us. They were just talking about how much they love having their friends over and and that's a huge rooted one for us and part of why I love owning my own business so that, you know, if I need a day off so that we can have 15 people over for dinner, which happens sometimes, that we can do it. So it's pretty awesome. Do you have them like posted somewhere? Is there something that you do to remind yourself of them other than just... I probably should post them. Right now, I just have them written in my planner, but I don't have them posted up for everybody to see. Although maybe, thanks, Meg, maybe I should do that. <laughs> I, I love being crafty. Like, I have a a canvas out in our living room that has our family rules. And it's probably similar to the values. Like it it says something like, read more books, don't watch more TV or, you know, but they're cute. And now I can't remember what any of them are because I'm on the spot. (laughs) But, you know, they basically, they're cute little ways of saying, you know, be nice to people, be generous, always say that you're sorry. You know what I mean? Like all of those things. And we have them posted. And honestly, when it was new, we went through it more often than we do now because it's kind of one of those things that's been on the wall for a couple of years. But we still do. Sometimes the kids will ask questions about what this means or what that means. And so I just wasn't sure if you had found something like that to be helpful. I think it would be a cool craft project, though. That is. That is a really cool idea. Although I might have to outsource it because I am not crafty. <laughs> Your kids? Uh, maybe. Maybe. as long as they don't make a mess (laughs) now before we before we totally wrap things up i want to touch on your name encourage living can you tell us a little bit about where the actual name came from you spell it differently than i would spell encourage yes so tell us how that works too i want people to know if there's a story or whatever behind how you spell it and so that they walk away confident in how to find you well um so my website is encourageliving.com. So it's I-N, like the preposition, and then a dash, and then encourageliving.com. So basically like living in courage. So I just really, um, I decided when I made that that big change in my life that I was going to be living in courage instead of living in fear. So the opposite of living in fear is living in courage. So in Encourage living. And I just kind of love the play in words. And I want to encourage people to live in courage. No, I love that too. I'm a huge fan of like creative. Yes. Maybe one of my core values. I love that. Yeah. Creative titles. And um, I mean, it, it totally got me. So yes. I N dash C O U R A G. Encourage. Yes. And wh- what about social media? Where are you on social media? Um, you can find me, I have an Encouraged Living Facebook page, which is spelled the same way. Then on Instagram, you can actually just find me as Humes Sarah because Sarah Humes was taken. So I, my last name is first. So I was a little late on the Instagram bandwagon. 
So <laughs> hey, I hear you. I'm the Meg Brunson. Yes, the Meg Brunson, right here. You're listening to her right here, right now. <laughs> well, it's been great chatting with you, and I, I appreciate you bringing us information on bravery and values. And yes, we'll make sure to list all of the links and everything in the show notes so that people know where to find you. Wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. This has been wonderful. Thank you, Sarah. You'll find the links and the show notes at megbrunson.com slash 11. Last week in episode number 10, we met Vicki Deluzio. Vicki is a blogging and homeschooling mom of three living in Surprise, Arizona, a suburb of Phoenix. Her and her husband are both entrepreneurs, and she involves her children in her business daily. We discuss the basics of blogging and issues related to competition in your niche. If you haven't yet, you should go back and give it a listen. In our next episode, Monique Parker will join us to discuss empowering and equipping young people to live independent lives as successful adults. As entrepreneurs, we can't produce the profits and success we desire if we're stressed about our kids' academic, personal lives, and future plans after graduation. It's a can't-miss interview, so make sure you're subscribed to the podcast. Do us a favor. Share this podcast to a friend. It's like my mom always says, sharing is caring.